Hello and welcome to Voyage to the Wild, the podcast documenting my journey as I sail around the planet in search of extraordinary wildlife and the remarkable people working to protect it. My name is Charlie Young and I am a marine scientist and your host for this series. And together we are going to venture off the beaten track to explore some of the wildest places on Earth. Coming up in this week's episode, we're heading back in time to the very start of this voyage, which began in October 2023 in the beautiful archipelago of the Canary Islands. The Canary Islands is an archipelago made up of seven islands situated off the west coast of Africa. Born from volcanic activities some 70 million years ago, they sit at the crossroads between convergence zones, where the northern and southern trade winds meet. Out of all the islands, Tenerife is the largest and tallest of them all, towering above the rest like a sentinel where it lies at the very heart of the archipelago. It's a rugged and magnificent island above water, but its true treasure lies beneath the surface. Due to its volcanic origin, the ocean floor falls away to colossal depths just a short distance from shore. Here, warm and cold water masses meet, and intense upwellings caused by the strong trade winds draw nutrient-rich waters to the surface, leading to an explosion of life. As such, its waters support an abundant and diverse food web, and the south coast of Tenerife is considered to be an especially rich area, in particular for some of the deepest diving cetaceans in the world, otherwise known as whales, dolphins and porpoises. In total, 30 different cetacean species have been documented in the waters here, which is more than a third of all species that exist worldwide. Many of those recorded are resident, residing within the island's waters year-round. Others are seasonal or frequent visitors, migrating or passing through to take advantage of the rich waters to feed. In 2011, Tenerasca, an area of over 69,000 hectares, which covers the entire southwestern coast of Tenerife, was appointed a special area of conservation under the European Natura 2000 Act. Aimed at ensuring the long-term survival of the most threatened species and natural habitats in Europe, this legislation is aimed at curbing biodiversity loss, caused specifically by human activities, of which in this area there are many. Amongst those cetaceans most regularly seen off the coast of Tenerife is the short-finned pilot whale, Globicephala melas, a type of oceanic deep-diving dolphin that has coined the name Cheetah of the Sea, because of its fast sprints to depth in search of some of its favorite food, deep sea squid. Much like orcas, they live in strongly bonded matriarchal groups. And one of the most remarkable facts about these dolphins is that they are one of only seven other animals known to experience the menopause, living beyond their reproductive years. After arriving in the Canary Islands on the first stop of this voyage, I was extremely eager to get out and meet these residents. Reaching out to a good friend, local conservationist and whale-watching guide Sergio from Bonadea, 
who is one of the most knowledgeable and passionate skippers on the island, I headed out for a day on the water to meet these animals and all the other creatures found in these rich, deep waters. It's a secret. <laughs> I eat many carrots every day. <laughs> no broma, eh? No, no, no. Todos los días como una dos zanahorias. Well, it's good for you, definitely. Yeah, yeah, not many carrots. Yeah. Nah, it's so easy. They're always more or less around the same place. Uh, I can see the brightness of the sun in the things. And you're also explaining that you can see their blow, and that's a good yeah, telltale sign. For the males, yes. We can see the blows of the males. Females and calves don't blow too much, but okay. the adults, yes. So the males have a stronger blow yeah, than the females. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also a lot of birds I can see on yeah, the surface. Yeah, but they're resting on the sea. They're seagulls, yellow-legged seagulls. Being lazy today. Sí. But, but usually you've explained that's also a good way to spot whales. And what are the rules on approaching the pilot whale? So, how are you supposed to approach okay, them? Okay, to any whale or dolphin, we need to keep the, you know, a distance, the security distance for the animal, like 60 meters long, far, far away, 60 yep. meters far away. And, and we need to approach like one, one side, never to the front, never to the back, just on the sides. Okay. This is what we're going to do now, is turn around. Yep. And we're going to leave them all on the left hand side, we're going to see them better with the sun. So is it true that usually in the morning the pilot whales are resting and they're logging no, on the no, surface? No, 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 no. They can be resting anytime. Anytime. In the day or in the night. During the day we see the animals making different behaviors. Feeding, resting, surfing, jumping. And how many pilot whales are in this area? Okay. We have around more or less 800 photo identificated. Uh -huh. But between the four islands, Tenerife, La Gomera, El Hierro, and La Palma, we have around 1,200. Wow. Mm. And they're resident? Yes, yeah. There, some ones are more resident than others. Mm -hmm. We have some animals that are moving to their other islands or going to the coast of Africa or Madeira, come back. But we have uh, some families that are always here. Se están yendo a comer, vale? They are going diving for feeding. And how can you tell that they're uh, feeding? I, I can see the movement of the animal, how they're taking the last breathing before they're going diving. And they're not normally going diving all together, they're hunting like wolves in group. Yep. Um, big male can go down like 1,300 meters deep and stay on the water 20 minutes. Incredible. In the day, they need to go really, really deep. But in the night, the feeding also, they're going less deep because with the light of the moon, all this food go up. In uh -huh, the night, yes. they're going down like 300, 400 meters. Um, they like to eat squids and octopus. This is the favorite food of, for them. But also sometimes they can catch some fish under mm -hmm. the water, on the bottom also, always, always on the bottom. Dolphins normally, they eat on the top small fish, like sardines, caballa. Also dolphins can go down 200 meters and catch underwater around the rocks, maybe uh, crabs or 
squids, octopus, mm -hmm. but these whales always need to go in really deep, like the sperm whales, really deep to, yeah. to find the food. And that uh, probably explains why they like this area so much, because it is really deep. I mean, we're only a couple of kilometers off the shore and there's thousands so of meters yeah, yeah, yeah. of depth right here. So I can see at the moment we're around a thousand meters. Bueno, all the whales are going down to feed them. Now they're going to be underwater 10-15 minutes. And all the bees, we are see them flying around, they are Cody's sheer water. Mm -hmm. It's a marine migratory bird. It's very, very protected. And thousands of them are coming to the Canary Island for reproduction. Every year, from February till November. They spend all day here in the sea, flying, feeding, resting. And in the night, they're back to the nest. The nests are holes in the rocks, in all the mountains. And sometimes you can hear them in the night. They make like a lot of noise. <laughs> That's a good impression. We hear them quite yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for me, they are like a tool to find the whales or the dolphins. So the group we were with has um, disappeared, as Sergio explained, they've dived down and they're feeding. So they're pretty active. I mean, we saw them for a couple of moments, but uh, they can dive for up to 20 minutes. So we could be waiting quite a long time to see this group again. But the conditions today are just incredible. It's so flat and we can see for miles, uh, which just makes spotting these animals so much easier. Is this a fishing boat? Yeah. So professional fishing boat. Okay, like yeah. more of a sport fishing. Catching tuna, tuna fish. Tuna fish. Yeah. So there really are boats out all the time. Something I've noticed is that, as you were explaining earlier, at some point this area gets so full of boats. Yeah. Are all of them legal? Yeah, we have, we have so many boats coming to sailing around this place. <laughs> Some ones have license to be here with the animals, some ones not. The problem is there is not too much control from the, from the government. Um, some, of, some of the boats make like bad behavior with the animals. So approaching them in a negative yeah. way, probably overcrowding yeah, them. Sometimes so many boats around of them, this is not good. This is why we are here alone. And we come at different times than, than all the others. To be alone with the animals, they're always more calm and more friendly with us. And also, the less boats, the more natural the interaction. It's more the animals, los animales son más um, relajados, All these boats make, make sounds. Less boats, less sound. They're more calm. I was reading a paper the other day about the, the impact of noise and it, it really does affect them quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, because uh, they use this noise for many things. To meeting each other, to find the food. Um, we have a very small engine, we don't make too much noise. Also, with these fast ferries around, all these small engines, you cannot hear them. You know, when you have a big sound, you cannot hit, hear the small ones. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I love that sound. You can hear them breathing and it's... Me encanta. So pilot whales live in matriarchal groups and as Sergio was explaining, around here it's mainly females and calves. Many of the times we find groups of uh, kids or babies 
because they cannot follow the adults to the bottom to feed them for the pressure and they cannot take so much air and they stay together waiting for the adults to come back. Mira bebé, mira bebé, sacando la cabecita. Y mira, mira, they're coming, they're coming to us. Están viniendo. This is a baby spy hopping and playing. So they're just hanging behind the boat. They're so at ease and they're just playing. So beautiful to watch. Well, we've got a mother and a calf swimming right towards the boat. Yeah, it looks like they're going to pass right in front of us. They're so curious. Is that normal? Yeah, the, the cows. Cows are so curious. And they are so friendly. It's what I explained you before. Many of them recognize the sound of the boat. Yes. Wow. The are just two right in front of us. Mother, calf. Oh, you can see the baby is just taking shelter under her tail. Wow. Baby is literally just kind of hugging the mother's body just under her tail. Oh, it just came up. They are no more than three meters away from the boat and they swam right towards us. I mean, we're stationary at the moment and they just, on their own terms, swam right up to us. Sergio, I think you're, you're a good luck charm. Okay, Sergio's just pointing out that he thinks he can see a, uh, a big male. Wow. It's also a much bigger fin. So is there a, a season, like a calving season, when the babies are born? Uh, normally we see more in spring and summer. Spring and summer we see more, more babies. But obviously we're in autumn now, so they are reproducing all the time. Sí, 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 sí. Yeah. Vale, nos sentamos atrás, nos sentamos, nos sentamos todos, nos sentamos, nos sentamos. ¿Qué viste? Vamos a sentarnos, quiero ver. So uh, Sergio has just sped up, so we've left that group of pilot whales and we're, we're heading towards something. We don't know what it is right now. He's not giving anything away. But usually when Sergio gets this excited, it means it's something special. So let's see if we're lucky. What are you seeing? I think Atlantic spotted dolphins, maybe. No, 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 Sifio, eh? No sé qué, no sé qué, no sé qué. Un Fraser, Fraser. They're Fraser dolphins. That's a big group. So Sergio is getting really excited here because this is not a species you see often, Sergio. Wow. Wow, look how many there are. Whoa, there must be at least 30, 40, if not more individuals. Look at them all at the surface. So difficult to see them around here. How many times have you seen them? Not so many. They're speeding up now. Wow. Incredible. They are fast. Okay, so it's been years, you see. Okay, so my counting skills are obviously off because Sergio is saying that there was probably at least 100 individuals and I mean, at first it looked like there was maybe 30 but then all of a sudden they all jumped up Wow, they've come to see the boat, no joke. So many. 
there are just so many of them honestly stretching towards the horizon I can see them just below the water right behind the boat so they look quite different to dolphins that I've seen before they've got a very very small dorsal fin and they're fast they kind of move like tuna at the surface they kind of dart up quickly yeah. we are lucky today so Sergio was just explaining to me that this, out, out of all of the islands in the Canary Islands, this part of Tenerife is actually where you see the most cetacean species. And he's explaining that it could be for a couple of different reasons, that it's the depth, the amount of food available. And this is despite there being a lot of heavy traffic here. And so I'm just looking out at the moment and I can see one of the things that makes this place so busy. And that's one of the many fast ferries that go out every single day, connects the islands. And then if I look behind us, I can also see a number of sailing boats going out now. And these boats go out all day. And as Sergio explained at the beginning of our trip as well, you know, this area is a, a special area of conservation, but it doesn't take long before many boats turn out and it becomes the exact opposite of that. And it becomes incredibly busy. But despite all of that, there's still this really biodiverse area with a lot of different cetacean species, so it's, it's quite unique. That's it for this week. Don't forget to hit the follow button wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you want to see more of the adventure, you can find me on Instagram. Just follow the link in the description below. And until next time, fair winds and smooth sailing. <laughs>